Everybody, thank you for joining me. Uh, special thanks to those who have come with me to do this live. Um, lovely to see you all. Thanks for coming. Um, and then also hello to anybody who is catching up on the group or is listening to this on Spotify whilst out on a walk or whatever. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, today, we have a little bit of something different. So we're going to be doing a more mindset-based uh, seminar um, and it's entitled Fat Loss Trade-Offs and it's basically all about achieving your perfect balance. Um, a lot of people come to me and they you know they are quite unaware of the the trade-offs that come with fat loss in terms of you know it, it can't all be upside um, people sort of potentially are a bit naive as to what needs to be done in order to achieve a certain outcome. And so one of the things that I want to cover today and the sort of the main point of what it is that we're looking to sort of have you understand by the end of this little, this little show is that I want you to sort of have a better idea of what exactly it is you want and also what it is exactly that you're prepared to do in order to make it happen. Because if you get that right, then there's a much better chance that you'll be, you'll be much more consistent. Um, you'll probably make much more, more even progress. And then most importantly, when you get there, you stand a much better chance of actually keeping it. So um, what we're gonna do today is, I just want you to sort of, sort of the, the main focus of today is you need to understand what um, you know the people at the extreme ends are doing in order to get the outcomes they're getting in terms of if you want to look like this this chap that we've got here and all sort of like rippling and bulgy and veiny and all that kind of stuff what really actually is required in order to get there um, and then also you know what is it that is potentially a more moderate outcome and what is it that you would need to do to achieve that and how might you go about it okay so um, the first thing I wanted to do quickly is just make the point about what it is that we're dealing with um, and why it is that potentially people's expectations are kind of misaligned, okay? So we've got things like this chappy here, um, who, if you're into bodybuilding, is a famous bloke, but bearing in mind that no one I know is, um, I'm not really, um, he, you know, he may not, you <laughs> may be misled. So for example, this guy is saying, you know, that you, he gets up at 4am, he's at the gym, he's, um, you know, he looks as he does, he's obviously incredibly sort of lean and very muscular. Um, and then we've got, you know, The Rock, who is another kind of example of people that you're probably more likely to know, getting up early, you know, he's all over the internet doing various sort of, uh, you know, um, kind of weightlifting exploits and sort of health stuff and, and all this kind of thing. And the thing is, is that the point I'm trying to make is that we're kind of bombarded by this. And whether you're not on, whether you may or not be on Instagram, you probably don't get the same kind of thing popping up. Um, but it's whether it's in films or it's on television or the news or whatever it is that you're looking at, there are plenty of examples of lots of people who are in really, really, really good shape. And lots of people come to me thinking I want to be the same as them, but they don't really understand what it is that these people are doing on a consistent basis uh, in order to get there, okay? And the problem is, is that all of this affects perspective. So people come to me with unrealistic expectations of what it is that they can achieve in terms of um, you know, what they need to do. They're, basically their goals are inconsistent with what they're actually prepared to do. And as a result, whether that means that they overstretch themselves or they don't make enough progress, they lose motivation, they start to yo-yo, um, the negative self-talk begins, people start telling themselves that actually they can't ever make any progress and they're kind of stuck where they are. And they also start to become quite judgmental of themselves. So 
it's something that um, we need to basically get a handle on, create some context, give you some sort of an idea of what it is that is sort of expected and what it is that you should imagine that you'd be doing to achieve a certain outcome. And then um, you can make a better decision. But first thing you need to do is you need to actually come to a conclusion of what it is that you really want. Um, and it's, you know, wherever you are today, you can go along the line, you can, um, you can sort of, you can see that we've got a chap at the end, this is just a representation of whatever peak fitness is for you. Um, and you may find that actually, you're happier, not all the way to peak fitness than you would be if actually you set yourself to get you where you want to do. Now, I've got nothing against being in you know one in a hundred thousand level shape if you know what I mean that that I have nothing against that but what I do want you to do is I want you to have some idea of of what it is that's going to take and the way that I tend to try and explain this to people is to think of your life as a series of dials now you have nutrition activity stress sleep work social time personal time all of these things are factors in your life that you're going to need to learn to get control of uh, and to manipulate in order to get the outcome. Some of these in your life are fixed. So for example, you may find that your you know, work life is fixed. You can't really change it and it's kind of there. Other things will be impacted by decisions you make. So say, for example, you spend, up, spend the entire of your Sunday or whatever sitting on the sofa and watching Netflix. That's going to affect your physical activity needle. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, all the decisions that we make are actually interlinked. So you may find that the physical activity is also, so the lack of physical activity when you're sitting watching Netflix is also affected by something or affects, like, for example, you know, your nutrition. You're more likely to get a takeaway if you're sat on the sofa all day than if you're out and about and you can sort of prepare something good. Um, you're probably less likely to sleep well because you've spent the whole day watching TV, you haven't had some, haven't had enough exercise, and so the sleep won't be as good. You then might make up on Monday feeling more stressed as a result of it. So all these things are linked. And so what we want to do is we want to firstly work out what it is that you want to achieve, what are you prepared to do? And then secondly, we're then going to say, okay, so now you know that, what are you going to tweak? And how will that affect everything else? Okay, so to give you some context on question one, which is what do you actually want to do? Let's look at some extremes. And the first one I want you to look at is this is Jim. You can all meet Jim. Um, he's obviously, uh, for those of you that are listening along, um, let's say picture a fitness model. That's what I'm going for here. Um, is picture somebody who's in one of those people that you see who's just always in incredible shape. Now, Jim looks great. Okay. Jim looks great all the time. And as a result, because he likes to post lots of pictures of himself, he has lots of Instagram followers and his physical performance is, you know, is fantastic. Like he never has to worry about um, not being able to, you know, do something because he'll, he's not fit enough. He's in amazing shape. Um, everyone's very pleased about it whenever they see him. And he's generally, you know, he's outwardly at least ticking all the boxes. Okay. Downside, though, of being in this good shape are that Jim is always thinking about food or the gym. There's never a moment that goes past where he's not thinking what he's going to be doing for his next meal, what it is that he you know, needs to be doing in his gym session. And it's, it's kind of all consuming. There's no spontaneity in Jim's life. Everything's rigid, everything's structured, everything's planned. And there's no flexibility that if it doesn't fit to his structure, if it doesn't fit to what it is that he needs to do in order to get the right nutrition and do the right training, then 
he's not going to be able to do it. Okay. The kind of habits that he has are that every single meal he eats slowly and he eats intentionally. He uses advanced nutrition strategies um, and follows pre precise meal plans pretty much indefinitely. So like 50 weeks of the year, 51 weeks of the year, he's on a meal plan and is eating precise macronutrients wherever he goes. Um, trains once or twice a day and uh, sleeps every night, consistent hours, eight to nine hours per night. Okay. He avoids drinking anything caloric. He doesn't drink alcohol. He, um, he can't, yeah, he doesn't ever have anything like that. It's just water and protein shakes, basically. Um, he doesn't have desserts. He doesn't eat junk food. He doesn't ever sort of go off plan on that front. He finds social events very awkward, uh, which is that he basically, you know, he can't go to one and really let loose because it won't, it'll affect his ability to train the next day. It'll affect his macronutrients. And he avoids complete food groups. So there's whole swathes of food that he never even touches and never gets to enjoy because he is the way that he is. Um, other trade-offs mean that, you know, he's got no time for hobbies. He can't do anything else. He doesn't have time to learn a language or pick up a guitar or go play a sport because everything's about the gym. He's much more concerned about his aesthetics than he is about his health. Um, as a result, he often feels kind of wired and anxious. Um, his libido is low. He's got no mojo. And um, he lives a fairly singular existence um, in that his whole life, everyone he knows, everything he does is kind of centered around going to the gym and making sure he eats properly, okay? The other extreme is Tim, okay? So we have a picture of Tim and Tim is a more of a portly chap. Um, and the good things about Tim's lifestyle choice is that he gets to eat pizza and ice cream whenever he wants and he does, he goes for it, okay? Uh, every weekend, restaurants, bars, out for parties, doesn't have a care in the world regarding what is going in his mouth. He doesn't have to spend time exercising. So when he gets home, you can kind of chill on the sofa, have a glass of wine, have a beer. Um, and he's basically living a fairly relaxed life on that front. Okay. He, the downsides are that he often sort of worries about the fact that he's always tired. He's always exhausted. Uh, his motivation is poor and not just about food and exercise. His motivation generally, whether it's at work, whether it's, you know, going out and meeting people, he feels very lethargic a lot of the time. His health is declining which means that, you know, soon enough, his doctor is telling him that he's going to have to be on sort of prescription medication. Um, and he's always have some kind of an ache or a pain, whether it's dodgy back, dodgy knees, um, you know, hips are playing up, these kinds of things. The habits that he embodies are that he eats spontaneously. So just eats whatever, whenever, um, takeaways all the time, drives, doesn't walk much, um, puts other people's needs before his own and which isn't a bad thing and um, doesn't really think about food. So that's his habit is he doesn't think about food. Um, and what he tends to avoid are things like active hobbies, um, not that interested in going for a hike um, for obvious reasons, uh, you know, clothes shopping, really uncomfortable, doesn't like doing that at all. And, you know, some social interactions are a bit sort of uncomfortable as well. So because confidence isn't that high. Now, the important thing after I've outlined these two caricatures of people are that nobody has to change a thing, right? I know loads, maybe not loads, but I have met plenty of people who are of the fitness model ilk who absolutely love it, okay? They love going to the gym. All their friends are at the gym. All of the things they do are surrounded by being at the gym um, and 
they're personal trainers, they work at the gym, everything's great. And you know what? They actually don't care about the fact that they can't go out to a restaurant on the weekend because they don't really want to. They'd much rather sit at home, cook some chicken and broccoli and and or whatever it is they're eating and you know go to bed early and wake up so they feel fresh as anything the next morning so they can hit the gym and get another training session in okay and as far as i'm concerned if that's you um which i doubt it is because there aren't that many people out there like that most of them are personal trainers um then that's fine and that's if that's what you want to do then that is that is totally okay okay and you should i think the thing that annoys me is when people chastise other people for wanting to look after themselves and be healthy okay um i think that's if that's what you want to do then that's fine um on the other hand we have Tim's lifestyle. He doesn't have to change either, okay? Um, you know, it's his, as far as I'm concerned, it's his right to do whatever he wants. He doesn't necessarily need to be healthier. Um, he may want to, but he doesn't have to. That's the point, okay? So um, although I'd say most, but the thing is, is that 99.9% .9 of people don't want to be either one of these six extremes. So it's really not a big problem. Um, so in sort of summary, we have one hand, we have somebody who looks great, is at peak performance, but has a fairly singular existence and have a lot of life anxiety. And then you have somebody who has total life flexibility, loads of time, but health suffering and doesn't really have any zest for life. So the question is, is, is you know, how can, how can we apply this, this context into what it is that we're doing? Okay. Now, the first thing uh, is that you need to start assessing your own dials. Where are you lax? Where are you tight? Um, you know, which dials have wiggle room and which dials are fixed? Where can you make adjustments? And where is it that you don't really have any wiggle room? You also have to kind of decide what are you willing to do for the long term? Um, you know, are you willing to prepare your food every Sunday night so that you can have a, you know, lunch prepared on a, on a Monday? Uh, are you willing to go to the gym three times a week? Are you willing to, or you might say, I'm not willing to you know prepare all my food and eat out of a tupperware box that's something that i would say i'm not prepared to do that and so i'm not going to and um, whatever you come to the whatever decision you come to which needs to be your own decision which is based on your own values and what you want be sort of compassionate and realistic with yourself in terms of what it is that you actually want and then use that as context when you're deciding um how you want to live okay and in terms of actually getting to the position where you're starting to decide what kind of an outcome you want. So hopefully this has given you some kind of um, a little thought, little stimulus in your head um, to help you to understand exactly, to actually ask the question, what do I want to achieve? What's the outcome I'm looking for? Um, try not to fall into the trap that, that lots of people do, which is that they say we're on the left-hand side where you are today and say you've now decided that you want to be this chap in the middle who is in decent shape, but you know, still has a bit of balance and goes out the weekends and has a good time. Don't fall into the trap of acting like the guy on the right-hand side, Jim, was that Jim or Tim? <laughs> the fitness model. <laughs> try not to, um, try not to act, don't act like the fitness model in order to get to the guy in the middle as quickly as possible, okay? What people do is they decide that they're unhappy with the, the shape they're in. They then look up the fastest way to get from where they are to where they want to be which is to adopt the habits of somebody who's far beyond where you actually want to end up. That's the fastest way of doing it. Even if it works, sometimes it blows out and it doesn't work, a lot of the time, in fact. But even if it does work, what you're doing is you're going to get to the point where you're actually happy, and then what all you're going to have done is to have developed a set of routines and rules and life habits and all that kind of stuff, which are actually far beyond 
what it is that you want to do for the long term. And as a result, the only plan B that you'll have to fall back to is your own old way of processing, okay? So what you'll end up doing is you'll pack it all in because you'll have got either there or close enough to there for you to be happy and you don't want to suffer anymore because you're not doing something that you actually want to do. And then you'll start regressing back to where you were. Then you start to get into the yo-yo. Then you start to get into the negative self-talk. I can't do this. Don't fall into the trap. Make sure that what you're doing is adopting the habits of the kind of person that you want to end up being as opposed to the person three you know three times further on the scale you won't get there as quickly okay sometimes it'll be a little more frustrating because you won't see things progressing as fast as you want however when you get there you will have already practiced the habits that you need to get there okay you can implement the more the same habits more consistently than you would like to when you're maintaining but you shouldn't be adopting a whole new set of habits like preparing a all of your food for the week, putting it in Tupperware boxes and leaving it in the fridge if you don't intend on doing that later on, okay? So I hope that makes sense. Don't overstretch yourself because you're only going to make things harder. Um, okay, so that's the that's the lot of it. I hope that was helpful. Um, let me know if you have any questions, of course. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'll speak to you all very soon. And thank you very much for joining me. <laughs>